Hey guys, what's up? Before we jump into today's episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast, I am super excited to tell you that today's episode is being sponsored by none other than Liquid Web. Liquid Web has new managed WordPress hosting. We connected maybe a month ago and I have moved my site over. And can I just tell you, first of all, it's screaming fast. I'm super pumped about that. The managed WordPress hosting that they offer, though, I'm going to go ahead and just quote their their tagline on the site, which is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Hands down, you guys, their support. Nothing beats being able to chat with somebody in the States when you need it, right when you're in the middle of something. And their support has been amazing. The migration was the easiest migration I've ever done. But I'm going to give you just a couple little tips um, to let you know how awesome this is. First of all, they create a new site. It's like click of a button. You can create staging sites. They've also just released these two new tools. I'm going to have to just display them for you in a post, obviously. But our stencils and tagging. So you can tag your site so you can find all the different sites you have in your account by tag. The stencil is like click a button and it duplicates a site for you. So let's say you've got a membership site and you're doing multiple memberships maybe, um, or a course site. Course site's even better example. You take a course site, you click a button, it's duplicated it. So everything you need in that site, if you've done some custom work for a course, it's going to be duplicated for you. So stay tuned for that. But they've, they've partnered up with iThemes Sync Pro also, which is kind of like, um, you know, a managed WP where you can update all your sites. And it, it this is amazing, you guys. So stay tuned. Uh, I will have a post for you, but I'm super excited to be working with Liquid Web for their managed WordPress hosting. You can check them out at the WPChick.com forward slash Liquid Web. Backup, speed, safety. It's all there, you guys. I am really thrilled to be working with them. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Today is episode 142, and we're going to talk about lead generation and list building, my latest obsession. So lead generation and list building, you guys, I know these are not, uh, there's nothing new about these topics, right? But hang in with me, um, because I think we're going to go in a little bit different direction with this. And a lot of this might be new to you and, or you might be aware of it, but you haven't implemented it as was my case. So my goal with this episode is to get you to look at lead generation and list building from a different perspective, not just something that internet marketers push because quote unquote, the money's in the list. Because let's face it, in this case, quantity doesn't always count as much as quality. And there is, I've linked to this in the post, guys, but I was reading a post recently by Matthew Woodward. He is a UK blogger who does pretty well. And um, I primarily, I think, through affiliate marketing, actually. I don't know that he's got any of his own courses, but affiliate marketing and, and advertising and whatnot. Um, but he has a lot of tutorials and, and content as well. Well, get this, he recently deleted 42,918 subscribers from his list. He was migrating to Drip. I apologize off the top of my head. I, I think it may have been from Aweber. But he was migrating to Drip, and so he took the time to clean up his email list. So he went in, and he said he was pretty ruthless with this, but he literally cut anyone that hadn't opened an email from him in the past six months. So he took his subscriber list from 87,989 people to 45,071 people. And, you know, on one hand, I mean, I can't even imagine how that would have felt like, oh my gosh. On the other hand, you know, you pay for those subscribers. So, you know, the vanity metric of having a big list doesn't really mean anything. So the fact that he almost cut his list in half, kudos to him, right? Um, but I think the last purge I did was over a thousand people and it was painful. So I can't really imagine deleting, you know, 42,000 subscribers. Um, but he did save himself a ton of money. And so really anyone who has not opened your email in the past six months probably needs to go plain and simple. Okay. So let's start with the missing piece 
of the puzzle to all of this. And this was a missing piece for me, for sure. And I will confess that with this, I've never purchased a list building course, at least not to my recollection, you know, in the nine years I've been doing this, it's quite possible that there is something sitting on a hard drive somewhere that promised me wealth through list building, go figure. Um, but, you know, it's not because there aren't plenty of opportunities um, for for courses or options out there, but quite frankly, none of them really seemed super appealing to me because they all feel a little bit regurgitated, right? So you've got create a quality lead magnet, put said lead magnet on your website, you know, connect it to your autoresponder of choice, put your opt-in offer in multiple places on your website, create content upgrades with a few more lead magnets, create email sequences to follow up with your new subscribers, and then make offers. That's kind of the, the gist. And I know that I'm oversimplifying that a bit, but you guys get the picture. And I'm sure there are courses or people out there who get much deeper into this. But for the most part, it seems like a lot of this stuff is just assumed. You know, marketers assume you know how to do this or that you are doing it. And when I say this, it's the stuff that I'm going to talk about today. So bear with me. Um, take click, click, oh, easy for me to say, take click funnels as an example. Wow, we're what, like five, 10 minutes into this? <laughs> five minutes, okay. But take ClickFunnels. So as a ClickFunnels customer, you can share funnels and import other people's funnels. So um, I'm trying to think of a good example. If 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 I had, you know, just this the, the recent lead gen funnel that I created and I shared um, on the post, I did this. Uh, it was a little map, right, of a of a lead magnet and then the follow up sequence. And in terms of the intervals in which I would send email one, two, three, four, if this, then that, that type of a thing, right? So here's the thing. So you can copy someone's funnel, but if you don't have the foundation set up to manage your new subscribers, it's a ton of energy for nothing. Because really, the magic starts happening with all of this in the background where you've got some automation in place. And Kim, disclaimer coming, is... You guys, I when I talk about automation, it's it's smart business. And I don't know what it is with the internet where we feel like, you know, it's smarmy. Like, I'm not a fan of, say, um, on-demand webinars where they pretend they're live, right? If it's an on-demand web, just say it's on-demand or it's pre-recorded or whatever. Or Demio, which I use, says like live, right? Um, but automation is a point of having an on- online business, right? Getting these things running in the background for you is key to scaling your business. So some of the things that have to be set up in the background are things like, you know, having correct lists and segmentation, tagging framework. If your autoresponder company uses this, and you guys, I am going to go more in detail with all of this, um, having the right tracking code on your website having a follow-up sequence. And then in your follow-up sequence, are you creating UTM links for tracking? A UTM link is is basically a tracking link that you can create that connects it to Google Analytics. Okay. So that that you're saying um the like it, it's just more detailed. And again, <laughs> I'm not going to try to read this to you guys over, the, over I almost said over the phone um over the podcast, but there is a campaign URL builder that is so easy to use. You literally type in the website URL, the campaign source, the campaign medium, the campaign name, term, and content, and just come up with sort of like a uh, naming structure for that. And I know this is sounding wordy, you guys. I did a, I will link to it, but I've got a post coming out um, on lead surveys where I did a video on how to do this. Um, and I'll explain that in just a little bit. Um, and then having an offer at the end, right? So none of this includes how you choose to communicate and email your subscribers once they've gone through whatever initial email se- sequence they signed up for, right? This is simply, it's kind of like, I guess, you know, me and my crazy analogies, um, but it would be like building a house and then deciding after the house is built to go in and then wire for electrical, then then set up the plumbing. You know, doing that after the house is built is going to be a hell of a lot more work than doing it when you're framing the house, right? I think that was a pretty good analogy. I think I should do a post on that. 
<laughs> so, but if you think about it, and, and I'm going to tell you what, you guys, this stuff is work and it takes, it takes a decent amount of time, but it's really worth it because all of a sudden you feel like, oh, there's some structure and I have a strategy. So when I started my business, I think the first company I used was actually one shopping cart. Um, didn't like it. Then I went to Aweber and I was pretty happy with Aweber for a long time. And Aweber was great for what I was doing at the time. And I think if you're getting started, depending on where you're at, if you don't have a need to segment just yet, although ideally you kind of want to as soon as you can, but if you don't know and you've got one list and a newsletter, Aweber is a great place to start, truly. Um, I'm not a huge fan of MailChimp. You know, they've got free options, but in order to use the autoresponder, you have to pay. So if you're going to do two, personally, I like Aweber, but I think MailChimp has some, it's not called tagging, but it's a different functionality. Um, There is the ability within Aweber to create segments, but I don't know enough about that to really talk about it here. But so for a long time, the only way that I would segment my subscribers was by creating new lists, right? So once I moved to another platform, and I'm trying to think where I went, I think I went from Aweber to Infusionsoft, the first round with Infusionsoft. Um, And I started tagging people, even though I wasn't doing much with the tags, right? And so what I needed to do with this was I'm now with Active Campaign, and just as a quick FYI, just so you guys know you're not in it alone. I've been with Infusionsoft two or three times? Twice. I'm just trying to think if I actually did three. Anyways, I used Hatchbuck, which I loved Hatchbuck, but the only problem with Hatchbuck, it was I loved their UI. They did tagging, all kinds of great stuff. But the problem was they never did the integrations with all the tools I like, right? So it was always copying and pasting, which is not the end of the world. But if I can use something with an API connection where you click it, you enter your your API stuff, then you're done. That's the way to go. Um, I have tried ConvertKit and I've tried Drip. If I were not using Active Campaign, I would probably use Drip. Okay, back to <laughs> back to this where I started. So when I when I went about sort of re- redoing this plan for my site, um, I thought, okay, let's back into this. And I and there's probably going to be a change to this, but I can't. <laughs> I'm not changing the post or the map that I did. Um, but what I did is I started with the end in mind. So I mapped out the monetization model for the WordPress chick, right? And so it was courses, the content strategy signature course, one-off coaching sessions, affiliate marketing, and podcast sponsorship. Um, What I'll tell you is I think I'm leaning towards a low-end continuity and all courses are free. They would be lead gen. I will share that journey with you guys as I go. I'm trying to keep my life simple and the thought of doing I think courses are great and I'm not, you know, I would still do courses, but literally I think all the courses would be free. And if anybody wants to talk with me about this, I'd love your feedback. I'd love your response to that. And I will, I will talk more about um, a continuity program that provides, you know, new content every month and whatnot. But I just like the idea of simplifying things. Okay. So what I did with this, though, so let's go back. And if you go to the post, you'll see this monetization model. And by the way, I'm going to little pitch, going to little pitch, going to give you a little pitch here. This is the stuff I do with the one-off coaching sessions, right? Where we get in and I will do your map. We talk through this so you can get an idea and then we break it down even further. Um, but so what I did is I took this monetization model and then I went and I looked at my lists. So any corresponding um, follow-up sequences as well, right? So I don't know. I'm down to probably 10 lists. I should have opened Active Campaign before I recorded. But I had a bunch of lists from different products because what happened is anytime I moved, I kept those things because I didn't necessarily know how to organize it, right? So I had the lists and I had tags. And if they didn't fit into that model, then I needed to decide does it make sense to take this list of subscribers and put them on something else? Um, as an example, like I had a list for Genesis for beginners, customers and stuff. And that's again, that course, I, I could give that away at this point too. It's, it's dated in a sense, but Genesis, the backend hasn't changed that much. Um, but 
what I had to do was say, okay, I'm not talking about Genesis. I don't really promote Genesis anymore. I still use it, but it's not the direction I'm going in. So would it make sense to take those subscribers and just at least put them on the, the WordPress chick subscriber list? So that's kind of what I had to do. The other thing, I'm hoping this makes sense um, from an audible perspective, right? Listening to this. The next thing I did is I had to clean up my tags. And again, tagging is a way to drill down a little bit deeper. So as an example, I let's say I've got five lead magnets. Okay, the current lead magnet, that's my primary lead magnet on the site right now, is the one-page WordPress marketing plan. So anybody who opts in for that will be tagged with that lead magnet, but they go on the list for the WordPress chick, WordPress chick subscriber, right? So if that makes sense in terms of understanding how this all works. But the next step was to clean up the tags and then create a tagging framework. So you might be wondering, like, what the heck are you talking about, Kim? Well, my friend Deanna shared with me, um, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, but it's Ann Hayden. It's H-E- a-D-E-N. Uh, and I've linked to it in the show notes. Um, but she has an active campaign tagging framework and you can grab, it's a Google sheet. Okay. And it made a ton of sense to me. So I actually, I'm reaching over. So I, I printed this, you guys, um, so that I could remember anytime I do an email, either to look for an existing tag or to create one that fell within this framework. So as an example, if I'm going to include a link in an email for an affiliate product, I use the bracket AFF for affiliate, right? Close bracket. And that not, not the squiggly bracket, think the square ones, right? Um, and then I have the name of the product. So if it's a customer or I've got customer and then I have interest. So, and this might seem interest is INT. Sorry if the paper sounds roughly. Um, but because I, I create content for a lot of affiliate stuff, I have a tendency to use the tags for interests as opposed to, unless it's a direct link to an affiliate product, I use it for interest. So all of a sudden, right, I can take, so I have a handful of, uh, we've got like one, two, three, four tags that are for Thrive products, whether it's a post the quiz builder, the content builder, leads, whatever. So then all of a sudden I can create a segment of people who are interested in Thrive products. Does that make sense? Um, anyway, so I adjusted the framework from her suggestion so it fit my business model. And I have to tell you, I'm super pumped <laughs> that I've stuck with it and it just makes sense and it's flowing. So what I'm finding now though, is that there are tags sort of out there in the interwebs that still need updating. So as an example, if I'm using, and I apologize, I keep saying as an example, but I'm trying to, hopefully this is coming across in a way that makes sense. So let's say I create a Thrive Lead opt-in, right? It's already connected to Active Campaign. You can either select the tag, select the list, or you can create a new tag. And unfortunately, prior to having this tagging framework in play, I would just create a tag, right? So, so what's happening now is I'll go to log into Active Campaign and I go to look at my tags and I need to keep cleaning them up. So I have to. I went through all the lead magnets I've got on my site, but I think there's other. I I just need to drill deeper and get to the point where, lo and behold, um, I don't have old tags out there. So that's that's just going to be a process. Um, so just know. That I mean, Active Campaign makes it super easy because I can go in to delete a tag and it says, Hey, do you want to move these subscribers to another tag? So if I have a generic tag out there that says Thrive Content Builder, I delete it and then I add them to the interest Thrive Content Builder. So, you know, what's nice about it is you get an idea because, because all of a sudden then it's like, you know, um, how many people are interested? especially because a lot of these are interests, right? Whether it's a podcast or, you know, even the lead magnets. And obviously the primary lead magnet on my site is going to drive more traffic. I mean, have a, have the largest tagging, right? But when you've got content upgrades and other things, it's really nice to see where people are gravitating more towards. So the next step would be to map out my lead magnets that would support the monetization map. Okay. So if you can think in terms of hierarchical, higher, 
hierarchy. I can't say that today. But we've got, here's the end goal. Here's the next step. And then drill down deeper, right? So again, in this model, which <laughs> from the time that I did this, and I've, I've been doing a lot of mapping and planning, you guys, in the last couple of weeks. Um, I really think I'm going to be shifting the direction pretty intensely and not doing any paid courses. They're all free courses that go to continuity. We'll see. But for the sake of today's show, let's focus on we've got mini courses, the content strategy signature course, one-off coaching sessions, affiliate marketing, and the podcast sponsorship, right? So I have a handful of lead magnets already. And one I just updated, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, so I've, I've got all these lead magnets, but the truth is, you guys, I didn't have a sequence or a funnel in place with a solid strategy. And when I'm talking about, you know, a solid strategy, I mean, you know, where is this lead? What's the ultimate goal here? Because at the end of the day, you have to make offers, you guys. And I, I suffered this for a long time. So I, I just, if I can do nothing else, but at some point just get you guys to, to make some offers, you don't know until you try, right? Anyway, so I had to go through and I have five lead magnets. And in this map that I did there, so I did two. And what's nice about this is that I can, I can duplicate the sequence. So an active campaign, you can create an automation and then you can just copy it and edit it, right? So bear with me, but, and there's a, a visual. I've blurred out kind of specifics just, just because it's not necessarily relative on the site <laughs> now that things may be changing. Um, but so as an example, the lead magnet for the one page marketing plan, right? And again, that's an infographic and an audio download. The goal with that lead magnet is to send people to, uh, either the one-off coaching or this potential continuity, right? This, and so what I've done, the first email, I have, I have people get the download immediately, right? One of the things that I absolutely love, one of the many things that I love about Thrive Leads is that you can do what's called a state change. So let's say the light box opens up and you've got your opt-in, then you can create what's called a new state. And so it's the same light box just with different options, right? So once they opt in, you do a state change as opposed to redirecting them to another page. I think it's clean. I think it's simple. Um, and the download is right there. So everybody always gets the lead magnet immediately. So then the first email, which is is sent immediately, is a welcome and a download. Now, a day later, if they've opened that email then I send them an email telling them to go listen to the podcast. And the reason for that is because I love this, right? Because this is me. And this is where I feel like I connect most with my audience. And you guys hear the inflections in my voice, the chemisms, the circular speak, whatever. So if you hang out with me here, if you listen, if you find value, then ideally you're like my right tribe, right? So I send people to listen to the podcast. If they didn't open the welcome email and then they're either going to get sent, uh, there's two things. So if they didn't, um, there's a yes or no option, right? So if they didn't access it, then they get a reminder. And then if they they open the reminder, then they go back into the sequence. Okay. So, and if they don't open that reminder, then we stop the sequence. Okay. Then the third email, which is sent a couple days later, is what to expect from me. And so I tell people, I email almost daily. And this is what you can expect from me in an email. I will talk about things I'm doing in my business, how they relate to how you can implement them. Um, I will send you to the emails tend to be text only with maybe an image and one link. So I'm really upfront right from the beginning. And then I send them to an example because I tell them that I often post those emails as blog posts if it's relevant. If I'm sending an email for a podcast post, that's going to be redundant. So recently I did, and if you guys haven't checked this tool out, you have to. But I sent an email maybe last two weeks on a tool called Loom, L-O-O-M, and it's useloom.com if you want to check it out. It is a web-based screen capture tool, and it's free right now, you guys, so run for it. Um, but I love it because 
it used to be called, what was it called? OpenVid, I think. And I found it a while ago. Since it was OpenVid originally, because there were some bugs, they've had funding and I think they've got somebody kind of guiding and coaching them because it's super clean. It's super tight now. There's all kinds of great features for it. There will be premium features coming, but as an example, so you can do screencasting just from your web browser. You literally just click the Chrome extension and then you can do webcam at the same time as screencasting. Um, and then you store them all in the clouds. So you can send people the direct link. You can put timestamps. You can share it so easily. You can share it to Facebook, Twitter. So my point with Loom is then in this email three where I say what to expect, I send them directly to the Loom post that was originally an email. Okay. And then two days later, I send them a link to, for the coaching session, right? To do a one-off um, thing. And then at the end of that, I remove the initial tag that they from this sequence, and then I add them to the tag so they don't actually get tagged as a WordPress chick subscriber until they've completed the sequence because I don't want a new subscriber getting the daily emails on top of these, right? So you have to add and remove. And again, you guys, this sounds more involved than it is. And if you use Active Campaign, by the way, I can share these with you. Just if you're interested, email me um, and I'm happy to just, you can share automations with a link. You just click a button and it gives you a link. Okay. Um, so as of the writing of this writing recording, I should say, um, on the post, I have one of these completely implemented. And truly, I'm going to tell you guys, you know, follow-up sequences are great for engagement, but you have to put an offer in there somewhere, right? Remember, you're in business. We don't get, you know, bugged when you sign up for, I don't know, Pottery Barn and they send you a 15% off discount or you get their catalog in the mail, whatever. I mean, it's business. So it's okay to put an offer in this. This does not have to be, you know, free, 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 free. So anyways, make sure to put an offer in this. And again, I can tell you that, you know, listening to all this, or if you look at the post, it might sound like a lot of work, but I can tell you it was so worth it, you guys. And truly, so I've got the first sequence completely done. The second one, so the lead magnet that I just updated, and I emailed my list this morning, it will be on the site pretty quickly, is an updated version of the top 20 tools I use to, top 10, excuse me, I use to profit with WordPress. So that's a lead magnet that converted really, really well on my site. And I just, I don't know why it was working. I'm not totally sure why. I think I switched to the one page marketing plan because of the direction that my business was going in, but the top 10 tools is still really relevant. And at the end of the day, you guys know I love my tools and stuff, right? So what I did for that is, um, I li- this was so easy, you guys. And I put this in an email. So I'm sorry if you, you got the email. It's a little bit redundant. But that is to drive for affiliate marketing. Now, again, I'm going to tell you that when I promote things as an affiliate, they are things that I use in my business. I don't go find something just because it's got a good payout. It's not that type of affiliate marketing. I'm not running ads, although I might run ads. But if I'm going to run ads for an affiliate product, I'm going to send them to a post on my site for the content upgrade, and then they can click through to. So it's ideally a win-win, right? Traffic to my site, I get the subscriber and the affiliate sale. So I do a lot of affiliate marketing through sharing and teaching. So the second, the top 20, top, why do I want to say top 20? Oh, Doyle, top 10 tools. The purpose of that is the entire follow-up sequence. For anybody listening, they'll be like, I don't want to opt into this, but it's still, you know, it's an affiliate sequence. Okay. So same thing. So the it's, there's 10 tools and then I did three bonuses. Okay. And I simply use Canva, the free version. I was paying for that for a while. And I'm like, why are you, you're not even using this? <laughs> Cause I do all my social sharing images in Snappa. Canva, I love for creating documents. I use the presentation, the 16 by nine, the ratio, right? Cause I like the landscape style of PDFs. Um, and there was a presentation that had like 01, 02. And I was like, perfect. 
So you guys, I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well, if you want to download that. Um, but so what I did is I've got 10 tools. There's a couple freebies in there. And then I did three bonuses and it's pretty simple. It's number one. And I did the name of the the tool. I probably should have it open Uh, the name of the tool and then a paragraph and a button. That's it. I didn't go into a ton of teaching. I may do an audio so I can tell people what I use these tools for if they want a little bit more info. And again, the reason I throw an audio into any of these lead magnets is there is a higher perceived value. And again, there is a higher value. It's not just a perception if you're really giving something, right? But for me, the audio piece is a connector again. That's if somebody's listening to me and if if they're like, I can't listen to you, you make me crazy. I don't, (laughs) you need to stay focused. Eh, Probably not going to be ideal, right? But it's just another connection. So I'm just going to run through this little sequence too. So I've got this top 10 tools. There are affiliate links in there. Um, Same sequence. So email one, welcome and download. If they don't, uh, if they don't open, then they go in the no column. If they do open, then I'm going to send them to a post on the site, the Thrive, the Ultimate Guide to Thrive Content Builder, right? So I'm sending them directly to that post. There are affiliate links. There's another content upgrade in there, but there's four videos walking them through this, okay? Two days later, they're going to go to a liquid web post that is not published. I've got two more videos to go. Um, and then if they, you know, they do, they go into the no column that they didn't open the welcome email. Um, then if they, they open the reminder that, Hey, did you access your download? Um, then it, same thing. They go back into the sequence or it gets shut off for them. Um, and then two days later, I send them to the thrive quiz builder post and I might add one more email sequence. And then with this, because I'm sort of, uh, right now the goal, then the offer in this would be to send them to the thrive opt-in funnel course I have. Okay. So it's just a sequential thing. And at this point, this will stay in place while I go back to the lab and put on my crazy scientist hat and figure out what I'm doing. Um, anyways, but it's, it's not as hard as it thinks. Okay. As, As it sounds there's two more pieces I want to talk about in this. And again, I apologize if this has been a little bit wacky, but what I want to talk to you about is tracking, measuring and testing because it is so important. Never been a favorite topic of mine. It's just not, not totally the way my brain works. I've always done the basics with tracking, measuring and testing, but I have finally (laughs) jumped full force into it and I'm, I'm taking my time with it, but I am committed to doing it but I am putting some structure to this. Um, so there's way too much to cover in one podcast episode, but there are some simple things you can do to begin with, right? And so the first thing, obviously, is to make sure that you have Google Analytics installed and everything is working in Google Search Console, which used to be Google Webmaster Tools. Uh, but make sure your site is being indexed and tracked correctly from Big G, right? We got to get that rolling. I don't know where the Big G came from, but let's leave it in there. Um, the next step is to ensure you're creating those UTM tracking codes for all the links that you have in your email campaigns, even on your site, guys. And again, this the link will be in the post uh, for the video for this. Um, and I might just throw the video up on my Facebook page too. And it sounds involved. It's really not. You just copy and paste the link in and then you just decide how you're going to, you know, you get to decide for the campaign URL builder. So really quickly, I'm going to tell you that when I did this with the top 10 tools, okay? So as an example, the website URL, one of the bonuses I put in there was lead surveys, right? That's my web app coming out later this year um, with Gordon and so obviously I want to drive people to lead surveys too. So the website URL is a pretty link, the wpchick.com forward slash lead surveys, because I want to track how many people, because I can see that just directly, the clicks in my site, right? As opposed to just leaving it leadsurveys.io. And if you're not familiar with pretty link, free WordPress plugin, you take ugly links, you know, whether it's an affiliate or a post and you, it, it's a URL shortener, right? Um, so the website URL is the wpchick.com forward slash lead surveys. The campaign source is a lead magnet. 
is lead magnet. That's the word. The campaign medium says PDF. The campaign name, top 10 tools. Campaign term, which is, you know, I just left open. It says you can identify paid keywords here, meaning this is not for a campaign that's running for seven days with the paid traffic. And then the campaign content, like if you're running ads, you could do, you know, video, post, whatever. But I just put LM for lead magnet because you have to fill in each. Well, I think the website URL and the campaign source are predominant. And then what happens, because I have, you know, what, 13 links in that PDF, all I have to do is change the website URL. And it automatically will generate the UTM tracking code. And if you're not really sure what that is, anytime you click an email that has been, anytime you click a link that's been sent via email, look at the link in the browser and you'll see that UTM equals blah, 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 right? That's getting all tracked through analytics. Um, and then the nice thing with this campaign builder for uh, its Google Analytics developer tools is that you can shorten it. So you get one of those, you know, goo.gl, like a little Google shorten URL. Oh, that was wordy. Okay. So make sure you're creating those codes though. And then lastly, you guys create a tracking method that works for you. I <laughs> believe it or not. Well, probably obvious. I don't like Excel. I have fallen very out of love with Microsoft Office products in general and have fallen very much in love with Google Docs, Sheets, Drive, the whole kit and caboodle. So I'm using Google Sheets for everything. So when I created all those codes, I just sort of have this like a naming convention, what I was saying for the campaign URL builder, so that I know next time I do a lead magnet or next time I do something similar that I'm following the same protocol. It just makes it so much easier instead of like, what the hell was I thinking, right? Um, And the next step for me, (laughs) once I get this stuff done, would be to go into Zapier and see what I can automate. I shared a post recently, and I'll see if I can find it again to link. Well, it's just on the Zapier blog. But it was like a 15-step zap. And again, if you're not familiar with Zapier, it's a way that you can link um, apps and tools together, and you can automate stuff. So I believe it's a 15-step zap, but it'll pull all of your um, blog analytics into a spreadsheet for you. It just updates it automatically. Or traffic, I think. Anyways, excuse me, that is um, kind of the tracking, measuring, and testing. And what I'm going to tell you, though, if you hate sheets and spreadsheets, Google Drive, text doc, I don't care if you use a notebook and colored pens, track and measure, guys. It's really important to be able to see what's working. Um, then the last little piece of this, uh, for now, where are we at? Just checking time is, um, uh, testing. So you want to test things, right? So testing opt-in methods, uh, placement and which things, which tools you're using for that. So this is kind of one of those areas that I tend to insert foot in mouth often (laughs) because here's more confession time. Sometimes I don't give things the due diligence or time or attention they need to actually work. It totally reminds me of a friend of mine runs um, traffic for this uh, company. And so she runs traffic for them and she's, <laughs> I feel for her and it's all Google, uh, Google AdWords and stuff, right? So she does all this traffic and they're constantly tracking, 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 which you need to do when you're spending money on ads. But she said they're constantly changing the funnel. And if you make changes that quickly, you're not going to, not not only that quickly, but ideally you're only changing one variable, right? So if you're going to run a Facebook ad, let's say it's like, you can't change the headline and the image to figure out which one is working, right? You run it. And if it's not doing what you want, you test one thing and you let it keep going. And then you change something else and then you let it keep going. You know, there's a lot of different information out there. This one makes the most sense to me. So if you're going to use something, if you're going to test something, you got to really give it the time. So all of that's changing. Even though I have my staple of things that I use on the site, Thrive Leads and Thrive Content Builder, you guys know I love my my toys, right? So I also think it's important to test things to see if something might convert better. You know, like I had 
thought about putting the welcome mat back on my site from AppSumo. I have done all this optimization to my site um, with Liquid Web just being there was faster. I signed up for uh, WP Valius, V-A-L-I-U-S. I'm going to have them on the show. It's kind of like a managed WP since they're closed right now with the GoDaddy acquisition, I guess. Um, but I wanted some optimization help and speed. So they've done that for me. So I've got some caching and stuff going on. And needless to say, I was already to pull my hair out when I was working with the Sumo Me welcome mat again. And here's the thing, because I have Thrive Leads, there is a scroll mat. I had issues with it before. I probably need to go back to it. So my latest test though, and I'm trying to think of a way to explain why I'm doing this. So Thrive Leads does every type of lead magnet, or excuse me, um, option in terms of showing your opt-in offer, right? So you can do the the ribbons at the top or the bottom, the header, footer, ribbons, you know, that, that appear on your site. You can do a light box. You can do the scroll mat, which takes over your whole screen. Um, you can do a slide in, a post footer, an in content. Am I missing something? A widget. Okay, so there's all these options. Now, the thing that gets a little bit tricky is when you're creating if, if you're, if let's say you wanted to have um, a light box and a slide in for two different things in one post, you're going to get kind of screwed because what happens is you have to create, I'm pulling this back up because I'm like, I would probably forget the name of it. Um, there is something in Thrive Leads. And by the way, I am working on a Thrive Leads course and it may be free, um, but it's called a lead group, right? So you can create a lead group with multiple options. So as an example, the one page marketing plan, I have a few different things for this. I've got a light box and I've got a post footer. So I could add a slide in, I could add a ribbon, and then I can test different forms against each other. Okay. Here's the thing with the lead groups. They show up in order of of how they appear in the dashboards. Like, let's say you've got 10. I've got a bunch in here that I need to clean up. But so if you've got, you know, number, you know, like the top thing that I have. So let's say I've got the one-page WordPress marketing plan. And then I have a slide in or ribbon for Thrive Leads. Now, the thing is, you can also set where these things show up. But... I'm doing a horrible job. I really feel like this is getting confusing and I'm sorry, but the lead groups show up in order of the list of priority. Okay. So you can't have two different options show up on the same page. So let's say I wanted to have my one page marketing plan show up on a post for Thrive and then have a light box for to that says, Hey, go buy Thrive Content Builder or Thrive Leads. You know, they don't show. You can't have multiple lead groups on one page, which makes sense, right? But let's say you want to do an exit pop-up. So if you're reading a post on my site about Thrive Content Builder and you don't opt into the content upgrade in that post, you go to leave the site, I want to have an exit pop-up show up. And I'm only doing this on the desktop. It's not on mobile. Or maybe a ribbon show up, right? Which would not be offensive on on a mobile device. Um I don't know that it will, unless I'm missing something. If so, if there's someone else out there that totally has this dialed, let me know. But so my point, I wanted to test something that I could use in conjunction with Thrive Leads for an exit pop-up. So I went back to ConvertFlow. ConvertFlow um, might seem redundant, <laughs> um, but what ConvertFlow does is, is you know, they do the... There's three uh, types of of how do I want to say of opt-in choices essentially. So you can do um, like the whole screen again. You can do a light box, and then they have what's called a hook. So you can do um, like a little you know a slide in and in posts, all those different things. The difference with ConvertFlow and Thrive Leads is then with ConvertFlow is where you create sort of automations and flows, and then you have all these options for if this then that. So I I shared this uh, maybe a week ago when I was doing this whole lead magnet email sequence map. But if you've already subscribed and received that and you've been tagged, that that lightbox should never show up for you again, 
right? That's how it's supposed to work. But if you're on a page and I want something else to show to you, but you've been tagged with that. So that's where sort of, I keep calling it like smart technology, which is so redundant, right? Um, but there's all this sort of magic and automation that happens in the back. It's like this retargeting so that my site will say, hey, you've already been here. You're tagged with this. Therefore, let me show you this instead. Okay. So I had tried ConvertFlow late last fall, but I wasn't happy with the lack of documentation. It made me a little bit crazy. So I haven't decided if I'm going to keep it, to be quite frank with you. Um, I, I just, I, I'm playing with it. I'm building another flow. I'm trying another lead magnet with this. So we'll see. I love the way it looks. I think they've done a phenomenal job with the documentation now. Originally, they had like four blog posts telling you how to use it. Um, now there are videos every step of the way. It's quite lovely. Um, and, and so it's gotten much more user friendly. But again, I don't know. Hmm, you know, we'll see. Obviously, when lead surveys comes out, that's going to take everything over um, because that will have retargeting as well. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, we, with the technology today, the goal is not to, to come to the site. And, and please tell me if you've seen, I think what I need to do, if you've seen that pop up and you've already gotten the one page marketing plan, it's probably because I need to go through and take everybody who is tagged, who is on the WordPress chick subscriber list. And I need to add that tag. I just haven't dug a little bit deeper into that. I'm still kind of sorting through that. Um, but I think, you know, it's an interesting time, you guys, for all of this. And I think the reason being is that I don't want to say the old methods are dated, but it, it's sort of um, maybe like a banner blindness kind of like, do people see st- the see your opt in if it's exactly the same? And, you know, what makes it a little bit different, which again, you know, we're probably a couple months out from lead surveys. Um, but like what appealed to me about that is it, it grabbed my attention. The, the, remember I told you guys, if you don't remember, remember I told you, if you don't remember, that made sense. What, what spurred lead surveys was the fact that I had opted in on the site and it was like, Hey, before I give you this, can you tell me, are you a blogger, podcaster to check the box next same modal window next Next thing was, great, how big is your list? Next thing, what social platforms? So it's like the the website owner was collecting data, and I, I was kind of intrigued. It's that whole um, kind of like with quizzes, right? Like quizzes and surveys. But you have to come up with the content for those, where this simple survey method was like, hey, I want to know a little bit more about you. And it's like tag, 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 the whole way that you go through that process so that then – the website owner can deliver content based on how you answered those questions. So that's where I think a lot of this stuff is headed, right? There was a time when it was the only way to segment, even if it was tagging and stuff, but was really, you know, having different content upgrades, having different lead magnets. I still think that's relevant. I still think it's important, but is there a way that you can stand out a little bit? And I've really been going into this. <laughs> and this is, I got to give a shout out to Todd Jones on this one, because I I talked about like, I, t- I did an email and it was, you know, what if what everybody else is doing isn't the way to do it? And so I guess there was an episode of Seinfeld, which I forgot what George Costanza does this whole, I think opposite. He's literally going to do everything opposite that he normally would do. And so what's up, Todd? That was funny. Um, and, but I started thinking about that. It's like, when everybody's doing the same thing, it's, it's hard to get found. So trust you guys, take it, take a risk, try something different. And, you know, I've talked about, sorry, now I'm going into a little bit of a tangent, but I've talked, you know, about live streaming and testing that. And, oh, probably I, yeah, I don't know if I haven't shared this on the show. I did do my first live stream. I'll link to that in the post. It was last week, had a ton of fun. I'm completely hooked on it. But I like having a strategy for it. And I did for that. And I'll tell you a few things. First of all, I think I had a hundred and I don't know, 30, 40 people on live. So that was awesome viewing it. There's been, you know, hundreds of views now, which I know for people, there are people that get, you know, 50,000 views, whatever. I was pleased. 
So then I took that and I did a blog post and I'm using Simple Social Press that pulled it in. It's going to go to YouTube as well. But get this, you guys, the day that I wrote the blog post for the live stream, which was the day after, was my highest traffic day on my website. And I don't know how long um, it was. And I, cause I went, I'm like, God, what was that spike? I was like, wow, that's interesting. So I just, I put the video in and then I did some takeaways. And then the beauty of simple social press is it'll pull in any comments that are left during the live stream. It pulls those comments into your site as blog post comments. So needless to say, I got a boatload of traffic that day. And so I thought, okay, this is really good. The thing is, I was reading another article um, about YouTube and live streaming, and that I think it's still new and exciting, and it's going to be interesting to see where the traction is, right? So people who stick around with either a weekly show or a strategy behind it, as opposed to just, hey, I'm going to turn on my camera and talk to you today. Here's me walking down the street. I've got an idea. I think those videos serve a purpose, totally. And I think it's the relatable relatability factor. Is that a word, relatability? I don't know. Um, but, but those pieces, I think, are key in connecting with your audience at the same time. Having a strategy behind this stuff, so it's worth it. I, you know, on one hand, it's like, yeah, jump in and do it. I, I jumped in finally, um, but I did have a little bit of a plan. And I announced it. I emailed my audience that I was going to be live. I created an event on the Facebook page. So, you know, it's just testing and stuff. All of this stuff comes down to testing. But when it comes down to lead magnets and list building, you guys think outside the box. Um, I, I don't know what that looks like necessarily for you, but have some fun with it. Just Just try something. And that's kind of where I'm at because I really do think in order to grab the attention of of your, your right tribe, your audience, you know, you gotta, you know, pull out the stops, just have some fun with it. I think I'm starting to talk in like 12 more circles than necessary than normal, right? Um, anyways, you guys are awesome. I, I would really appreciate some feedback if you could on this because as you know, like I, I've told you guys before that I write these posts out beforehand for the solo shows. And a lot of this might make more sense if you view the post, but let me know if there was a flow to this that made sense. I, I know I went a little sideways at the very end here, just talking about a few little tips and soapbox moments. Um, but, but really, um, I'd love some feedback on this. And if you want more of this type of content, let me know and then stay tuned. I will be talking about this direction. I think I'm going to be pivoting in. And again, I'm, I'm all about simplifying things and, the way I was doing this monetization model made so much sense, but I love the idea of really just keeping it tight, having one offering outside of coaching and, and then the sponsorship. And that's kind of it. So anyways, I think it's nap time <laughs> for me at this point. Um, you guys have been off. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I almost said, I, I wasn't going to say awful, but you guys are awesome. I love you tons. Thank you so much as always for listening. And if you haven't, I would love a review on iTunes. So head over there and, and let me know. Um, but again, all the links and there's a couple um, visuals in the post, check it out. And I will, uh, I'll catch you guys next week.